This episode is sponsored by Visit Frisco. All work and no play, not in Sports City, USA. Frisco might be known for its sports, but it's our array of out-of-left-field, totally unique attractions that really make our city a home run. So step up to the plate and have a ball in your own backyard with these suggested ways to play. The counterplay. Here, the ultimate play starts at the checkout counter and continues with over 9 million square feet of shopping your way. The play-action pass, a fun day out that's also educational. At Kidzania, there are more ways than one to have a ball. Frisco, the city that plays. and Pro is all about sports and all about Frisco. Today we're talking to our friends at Visit Frisco, Corey Powers and Wesley Lucas. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to talk to you guys. So um, we're going to learn a little bit more about Visit Frisco and what you guys have going on right now. But because Hustle and Pro is all about sports, I want to know about you guys or gals um, and specifically about sports. So kind of like if you guys have any sporty backgrounds or not. So um, just off the top. Who are some of your favorite athletes? And let's, so since our voices all sound the same, let's start with Corey. So Corey, you're the Director of Marketing and Communications for Visit Frisco. So Corey, who's your favorite athlete? Oh, easy. Peyton Manning. I actually named my daughter Peyton after Peyton Manning. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, My grandfather actually played for the Baltimore Colts. So we've always been a Colts family growing up. Oh, my And I lived in Indiana, so obviously it makes perfect sense. Wow. So Peyton Manning. That's a no-brainer for you, then. What about you, Wesley? And, Wesley, you are the Senior Communications Manager for for Visit Frisco. That's right. So what about you? Who's your favorite athlete? Oh, my gosh. It's tough to just pick one. Um, I'm a golfer, so Tiger Woods is amazing. Um, Serena Williams. I mean, as female athletes go, she's got to be the number one. Yeah. I'm a big Saints fan, so Drew Brees. Yeah. But also, like, when I think about just athletic ability, I've always thought that Michael Phelps, like, to be able to win as many gold medals as he did— Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, watching that that run of all of his Olympic runs, those were just incredible moments. He's one of those athletes that, to me, made me watch a sport I otherwise didn't really watch 100%. and didn't understand the, de- mm-hmm. you know, the nuances. And, like, one of those that, like, you are sucked in mm-hmm, because yeah. of, like, what they are doing. So mm-hmm. those are, yeah, those are impactful athletes. So then, Wesley, um, I'm, I'm taking it since you're nodding. You weren't a swimmer. What did you do? Did you play sports growing up? Yeah, I actually, I played baseball when I was really little. I didn't want to play softball. I played baseball, so that's kind of where my love for baseball comes from. But I've been playing golf since I was probably about 9 or 10 years old. So I grew up playing golf, did all through, you know, high school, wanted to play in college, but I loved it so much that I didn't want it to be competitive Mm -hmm. anymore. So um, golf is probably my favorite sport to play, baseball, football, probably to watch. Golf in college, yeah, it's it's a level that not, not that it's not fun for those athletes, but if you're a dedicated college golfer, that's your life. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to enjoy college, so I I didn't want it to be competitive anymore. I wanted to enjoy the game. Yeah, so. that's a hard decision. I talk to a lot of high school athletes or or people that have um, already maybe played a year in college and changed their mind after that because they realize. It's not what they expected. Yeah. It's it takes away the experience that they were hoping to get out of college. So, I I hear you, um, Corey. What about you? What did you, you? I know you have football in your family, but yeah. what did you personally do in sports? Um, I played volleyball through high school. Um, club volleyball, school volleyball. Um, really, that was it. 
just a one-track mind. Just volleyball. <laughs> it's like the one thing I feel like I didn't learn how to play. Um, Wesley, you and my sister both played baseball instead of softball. Yeah. She was, she has like curly brown hair and was really short when she was little. So she just looked like a boy and played on the boys' <laughs> t-ball and baseball teams. And then when I started getting interested in it, it was more about my age, like eight or so. Uh, we ended up on the same softball team, so so okay. I converted her over so that we could both play together, and our dad coached and everything. So, but she was the same way. She did it. She just wanted to play the baseball part, you yeah. know, not necessarily softball. And and it wasn't there weren't enough girls to mm-hmm. to make like entire softball leagues right then. So it was just on the cusp. So I get that. Okay, so um, you both work in communications for Visit Frisco who also happens to just be recently launching something called The City That Plays. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about. So I guess just first of all, kind of tell me what that means, The City That Plays. Yeah, so um, we just launched this campaign at the end of January, and The City That Plays revolved around um, a lot of research that we did um, before launching the campaign. So we talked to a lot of people. We did interviews and surveys of constituents, city council, um, and a lot of people just knew us as Sports City USA. Mm-hmm. And play is very synonymous with sports. But we also in Frisco have so much more to offer. You know, we have great amenities. We have great attractions, great dining. Um, so we wanted a campaign that fully encompassed Um, the sports and also everything else that Frisco has to offer. So, you know, we took into account that we're in uh, COVID time. People are um, staying home. They're heavy. It's it's just not, you know, a really playful time, but yeah. we're, we're trying to bring that out right now. So we see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? There's a vaccine and people are getting it. Um, and yeah, so, and you can't, you can't just stop right. everything, especially in a job like yours. We as locals and just, you know, living here, um, we can stop doing some of the things in 2020 that we had to stop doing, but you plan ahead, right? Most of the things you're working on are not happening tomorrow. They're happening way in advance. So you guys keep going and are trying to think of the safe plan to roll out to keep things moving here, right? Exactly, exactly. And a lot of our our play is revolved around, you know, like what outside attractions at Frisco has. We have some great parks and walking trails and outside um, art sculpture garden. Um, So it's not necessarily, you know, just everything like inside. Um, It's outside, inside. Which is Um, the beauty of, I mean, we have that, that's unique to some mm -hmm. major sports cities in this country. We have a lot of outdoor space and activities compared to some markets that can't necessarily say that all times of the year. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's been a blessing to be very flexible with this. Absolutely. Um, Anything else? No, I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It's just Frisco is such a, a huge um, pillar of our community. It's what people know our destination for. So why not take that key pillar and use it to amplify the other things that we want to showcase, like yeah. our shopping and our art and our food and the attractions and all the family fun. Yeah, because sports, I mean, I don't know. I'm, we'll talk about this in a minute. I'm curious where, how it plays in. For somebody like me, it plays in major of when we plan activities, it's probably around a Rough Riders game, a tournament like coming up, yeah. an FC Dallas game, or our own kids' games. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> there's so much happening. And so families like ours, the sports piece is like the center of it. And then it's like, oh, we'll be there for that. Where can we go get a coffee that morning? Where can we get food? Oh, there's a shopping right there. You know, that's sort of our, the, the kind of the nucleus of our plan. So while that's not how everybody is, that's kind of why this, um, I don't know if it's a tagline or a 
promo a campaign or whatever, but the city that plays, that's why it, like, talks to me because that's how my family works. Right. So that's also why um, when I first saw it, I think I was most curious about it said that, you know, you guys had some plays that you thought of, some of the creative side of this from some of our local teams. So I saw FC Dallas and Texas Legends and the Cowboys. So I thought, oh, what does that mean? So what does that mean? How did that come to life with you guys working with some of those teams to think up this? Yeah. So um, I'll talk about the first iteration and then you can talk about how the teams actually got, um, Wesley can talk about the teams actually participating. But um, we worked with an agency to come up with this concept, the city that plays, that incorporates like plays, X's and O's with some movement that then corresponds to some type of another action within Frisco. So um, the counterplay is a shopping picture. Um, we have the screenplay, which is a football play, X's and O's, but then you see a family at the video game museum. And when we saw the first concept, it really was just kind of some Google images, X's and O's, and we showed it to some of our sports um, fans mm-hmm. in Frisco, and they all were like, oh, that's not a real play. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that so the, wouldn't work. So the play part, okay, to like make sure so we to legitimize as, the play part. Exactly, gotcha. we're sports in USA, so we have to portray sports in the correct light. Um, and so, you know, Wesley, you can hop in on how we actually got to that point. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we we have great partnerships here in Frisco with our professional sports teams and our organizations. So we wanted to include them in this project. So we actually reached out to all of our sports teams and had like a big Zoom call. And we just, we presented the campaign and said, look, here's what we need. We need plays. We need legitimate plays so that if a Cowboys fan sees this Cowboys-specific play on this ad, they're going to say, wow, look, they took the time yeah. to, like, really put a legitimate play there. Because you know they would notice if oh, it Oh, they would totally notice because yeah. they noticed when it wasn't a yeah. legitimate play. So yeah. we had to put real plays there. So um, the Cowboys, FC Dallas, the Legends, the Rough Riders, PGA of America, Frisco oh. Fighters, who haven't even had a season yet, were, you know, jumping at the opportunity to help us. And so we got plays we got, you know, basic plays like the screenplay or, you know, the, I'm trying to think like the play action pass or the yeah. breakaway from the Dallas Stars. They were even on the call. Oh. So we got all of these plays, but put a little twist, a Frisco twist on it. And, um, you know, they helped us with the wording. They helped us with lingo. But what was really cool, the Cowboys, one of the coolest things I think we got was the Cowboys actually gave us some plays from Tom Landry's playbook. Oh, my gosh. And they're in his handwriting. Oh, my gosh. So those aren't, we haven't implemented those yet into some of the creative, but we have some ideas. Um, one of them is actually called the Frisco play, which is what? super unique. How did that even? No idea. We need to find a story on that. But yeah, it just, for sure. It's just such a cool, like, element to really show that personalization of how committed we are to our, our sports partners, but again, amplifying those other elements of Frisco that people enjoy. Wow, I can't wait to hear more about that. That's really cool. So, I mean, FC Dallas, the Legends, the Rough Riders, the Cowboys, the Stars, PGA, and... Frisco Fighters. Fighters. Yeah, I don't, yeah I don't, that one doesn't roll off the tongue yet because I haven't, <laughs> like, you know, been there and consumed it myself yet. I mean, how often do you guys get all those teams on a Zoom call? Ever? I, ever? I don't think that's ever happened. Um, we had we had a few that couldn't make the big group one, so we just did one-off um, calls with them separately. But it was just, they all jumped at the opportunity yeah. to help us with this. That's so neat. And, I mean, it was when we first started these conversations, the Cowboys were still in season. So, I mean, they were busy. They had That's a lot not easy to get them to, yeah, no, pay attention. No, it's not. It's not. So, it was really cool. We were very, um, very thankful for their support. 
and that they were able to help us with this because we're really excited to share this. And we think that it has the ability to last, you know, a few years. I mean, this is a great campaign that has legs to last a long time. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I saw the the counterplay. That's the one, right? Mm -hmm. Counterplay. And I think I saw um, Tumbleweed. Yeah, as a photo. Yeah, I love tumbleweed. I know they're great guys. <laughs> right, I have my. T- I wore my. I wore my tumbleweed love T-shirt. It. We'll have a picture so that to prove it. But I wore my tumbleweed T-shirt that says Frisco um, for this episode recording because I love them and I love Frisco. But um, so yeah, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's so cool and creative to see their new storefront. And then I think, I think in the sweet spot play, I saw La Finca, which is their neighbor, yes. which we're kind of now getting obsessed with because yes. when we do. It's funny, like I said, we we plan things around sports. Like if we're at Fieldhouse and have a basketball or a break or something, we'll run over to Tumbleweed Shop, and then my kids are loving the stuff at La Finca. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I thought I spotted them on your campaign, too. We have a lot of good coffee spots in Frisco so now. So many. Yeah. So many. And it's one of my favorite things, so yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. More more coffee. But I don't even drink caffeine. I drink decaf. Which oh, my gosh. People <laughs> think it's crazy. They're like, what are you ordering decaf? I'm like, I don't know. I just like the coffee part. I don't yeah. need the caffeine. The and to that point, we, um, before launching this campaign, we did a two-day photo shoot um, around town because we wanted some new creative that would go along with you know what we were trying to portray yeah and we reached out to you know tumbleweed um bittersweet mm-hmm. ivy dds mm-hmm. we reached out to tumbleweed um i'm trying to think of some of the other ones oh we were at the star we shot oh at yeah the star. I saw the star which um, isn't easy to shoot at i mean they're pretty strict about you know filming and photo policies but Again, they jumped at the opportunity to showcase the star in the entertainment district. And, and yeah. that was what I was just... I started here in February of last year, and, mm-hmm. and I was just... Oh, my gosh. February 2020? <laughs> we can get into that another oh. time. <laughs> That's some timing, um, yeah. But, yeah, the, the partners here are just... We're so eager to allow us to come in and shoot and no restrictions you know obviously awesome. we we you know collaborated with them and made sure that we were portraying them in a perfect great light that they were okay with we shared our assets when we were done but the partnerships here and these businesses were just so happy to have us and and so accommodating we cannot we could not have done this without them that's so it was awesome it doesn't surprise me i mean you mentioned the wesley um the star and i mean people you know casually take snap pictures from there all the time but yeah i can imagine getting a a legit photo shoot mm-hmm. coordinated there but i mean i my guess would be that having the star there the the headquarters of the Dallas Cowboys is such a major draw for people that Absolutely. have never been here they would probably never know that Frisco was here or ever stop in for whatever reason that they're in town maybe they're not even cuz i've been wandering around there and Talk to people as they were wandering, you know, asking questions. I could tell, whatever. I'm one of those people that will ask if they need help and want to tell them all about the town and stuff. And they just come to literally, like, stand out there yeah. on the turf and see the star. It's crazy. Do you guys know or what are your ideas on, like, how much the Cowboys impact tourism here? So we don't have an exact number as far as, like, how many visitors they bring in or anything like that. But just some, like, fast facts. Like, whenever they were building the star, mm-hmm. EDC actually did a economic study. 
and the 30-year economic impact of the star is estimated to be at $23 billion. Wow. As far as an economic impact. Almost a billion a year. Yeah. If it pans out that way. Exactly. Um, And the star itself supports or eventually will support when it's fully built out about 4,500 jobs. So think about that. I mean, that's a lot of people, a lot of jobs, a lot of economic impact into the community. Because that, that $23 billion I mean, that's not going to the Cowboys. That's you're talking like people that come here, stay in a hotel, yeah, spend money in a restaurant, yeah. shop, mm-hmm. do I mean, go to a concert, anything, in yeah, Ford Center, basically anything. Yeah. Even if I mean, like anything they're spending, if it's in Frisco, that's kind of what they're talking about. Because I do see, you know, I'm not going to get into like haters or whatever, but not everybody loves everything that the Cowboys do, right? right. But I mean. Our city, whether you care or don't care what the Cowboys are doing, our city is still benefiting from them being here, right? Absolutely. Yeah, especially financially. So then that's just the Cowboys. That's just one of the, what, seven teams that live or play here that we mentioned a while ago. I don't think locals realize how important it is to bring different sports events here on top of having all of those here that live here. People are coming up from Dallas to go to FC Dallas games right. and this and that. So, I mean, is booking sports events here in town, is that a major, major focus for Huge CBBs focus. and for you guys Huge to focus. bring people here? And, you know, um, Josh Dill, I know he's been on the yeah. podcast before. He is our director of sports and events. And he and his team, uh, Chuck, are really great about working with sports events right holders to bring those events here. And we've been really fortunate during the last few months of COVID to have a lot of events that have relocated from other states that may still have mm-hmm. restrictions. Um, you know, we're hosting some hockey tournaments. We still have some basketball tournaments coming up. You know, it's a huge economic driver for our community. And it's putting those tax dollars and keeping them here in Frisco. So, I mean, for example, like the Frisco Bowl on an average year brings in about $3.5 million economic impact to the oh, city. Oh, wow, yeah. FCS game is right around $9 million. Is so it really? every year, $9 million economic impact. Now, obviously, with COVID this year, it'll be a little different well, sure. with, you know, limited capacity yeah. and less folks traveling. But still, that's that's a great um, – keeping that money here is, is what is important. And it benefits our local businesses, our hotels, our local shops. I mean, anybody from, you know, a gas station is getting that, yeah. that economic impact. So it's important For to keep sure. those here when we can. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, um, I'm curious. Y'all might not know the answer to this, but I'm always curious about our Sports City USA name. I mean, I think it's a given nickname, right? But And I don't know if y'all embrace that or not. I use it. Like, I hashtag it. I think it's awesome. Do you know? Is that a, like a is that a thing that you guys use Kelly, for Visit Frisco, or are, is it you are talking to the person who implemented that? <laughs> no way. Yeah, Wesley. Yeah, seriously. So sports, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was just like first of all, I thought it had been here longer than no, you. You're no. young, so so I've been I've been with Visit Frisco for five years. Okay, and Sports City USA was born in 2017. So I had been there for about a year. Uh-huh. Um, two of my former colleagues, we we were just having like this creative brainstorming session. And we were talking about sports and just kind of, you know, destination and destination marketing. There's this kind of trend where cities like to stake their flag and yeah. say, I'm the capital of this or I'm the well, you know, city of like, yeah, it's a good label. Virginia's I mean, for lovers. Yeah. Why? Oh, okay. Like, right. <laughs> right. Who says? Yeah. <laughs> they say. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted, we wanted that flag. We wanted something that we could say. And obviously sports, we have that. And so I actually brought up the idea. I said, you know, guys, it's kind of crazy that for as a small mid-sized city Mm -hmm. of a major metro city that we have as many professional sports teams in our city. So crazy. There's five. We have this major affiliate or major professional sports team of the five major leagues in our city. 
do any other cities in the U.S. have that? So I sat down. I made a big old Google spreadsheet. <laughs> and yeah. I actually started with MLS because they have the least number of teams mm-hmm. in that league. Okay, so that's like your common, that yeah. can be your, yeah. So I looked up every single MLS team and where they played or were headquartered if it was a different city. Right. Then from those two cities or those two locations, figured out if they also have NHL, NFL, MLB, or an NBA team. Oh my gosh. At the time. It's a cool project. Yeah, it took a while, but um, I did all the research and Frisco was the only city. Now, it had to be the city proper. It couldn't sure. be Dallas. It couldn't be Arlington. It couldn't be, like, St. Paul. Yeah, like, in the boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. It had to be in that city proper. And Frisco was the only city that had one team from each of the five major leagues. We had to put a little asterisk. Baseball, football, basketball, yeah. hockey, soccer. Yeah, all five. The only one? Only city. Wow. We had to put a little asterisk next to it for a little while because when the Rams and the Chargers were both playing mm-hmm. in L.A. temporarily instead of Inglewood— L.A. had and, it. Yeah. I need to look it up, but I don't know if all of their, like, headquarters and obviously the new stadiums in Inglewood, so it's not in L.A. proper. But that was kind of where Sports City USA started. And from there, we realized— and, I mean, L.A. doesn't want to be known for no, that. they don't. No, <laughs> yeah. But— um, don't, They don't need that. Sports City USA is so much more than our professional sports. It's our organizations, the associations that are headquartered here, USU Soccer, North Texas Soccer, WOGA, Kurt yep. Thomas Gymnastics— um, you know, com- uh, Southland Conference, all of the different associations, and then, of course, our medical facilities, like Exos or Baylor yes. Scott & White Research Center. You're right. It, I mean, the pro sports is sort of the marquee thing. Right. But when you live here, you know, like, there's so much more. Right. People that don't even go to any pro sports still have a sports life here. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Well, and then, and you know, like, I Well, guess, and I can't help but, sorry to interrupt, but, fine. like, just recently we had a small business owner of an MMA place here. Yeah. I mean, professional UFC mm-hmm. Hall of Fame fighters that, like, run businesses here. Yeah. And he has locations, like, in Australia and mm-hmm. other parts of the world, but he lives here. Right. It's amazing the things that are, we have a lot of hidden sports gems here. 100%. Yeah. And I think, too, like, you know, I guess it was in 2000, was it 2001 or 2011, the Men's Journal, you know, Best Place to Raise an Athlete. Mm -hmm. They've never redone that study, so technically we're still, we still got it. (laughs) Best Place to Raise an Athlete, is that what you said? Yeah. Guilty. I mean, it's hard as a parent to to not get sucked into the really competitive nature of raising an Mm -hmm. athlete, but... um, we try to stay a little bit down the middle. We play a lot of sports, but we try not to be overly competitive about them. Right. You mentioned, um, Corey, you played volleyball. Like, we have a high school volleyball player, but we don't play club volleyball. Mm-hmm. We just play mm-hmm. high school. And mm-hmm. that's probably going to be it because she's yeah. probably not going to keep yeah. have the ability to keep playing. But um, that was Wait. the goal. Like, yeah. get on a high school team. Yes. And um, and then she switched to learn lacrosse, you know, different sports. And But we do a lot. Like, people... They don't live here. Probably look at me and go, "Oh my gosh, you guys have too many kids' sports." We only have two kids, but they each play one to two things at a time. Wow! And sometimes things overlap, like basketball oh, yeah. just overlapped a little with baseball, and then we have club soccer. So it's a lot, but it is a great like the resources here are just amazing, and yeah. just the people that know sports and want to be in sports. Right. I mean, our baseball coach doesn't have a kid on the team. He just he's older, and his kids played college baseball, and like. They live here, too, now, and so they all coach. Like, it's kids and their dad who just coach these little league guys because they want to keep helping kids learn how to play baseball. Right. It's just so neat. There's so many things. And then, like, with FISD, mm-hmm. our athletes that play school sports, man, the things that they have at their disposal, again, back yeah. to the star and some of the um, 
medical stuff going on there and baseline concussion testing. Mm-hmm. And there's just, there's so many reasons why I agree. It is the best place to raise an athlete. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was interesting when we did our research for this campaign, um, a lot of people did talk about that as well. They talked about, you know, our school system and the resources that our our kids in the school system have for sports and athletics mm-hmm. and education and how important that was. So again, just another reason why we had to put sports within our campaign as a pillar of yeah. it yeah. and not disregard it or assume that everybody knew that too, you know? Right. So it's definitely something that it that will continue to be a huge part of this campaign. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, as people come here from other states, they might not be aware of it. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll figure it out once they yeah, get here. They though. Will. <laughs> I don't know how you can live here and not realize there's a lot of <laughs> Sports going on, but that's just because that's my lens. So I don't know. Maybe people do. Maybe they do. No, and you know, another thing we saw too was that you know a lot of people do what you do, where you know your vacations or your weekends are built around sports mm-hmm. and sporting events. Um, you know, I will say before the pandemic, the shutdown in March of last year, mm-hmm. that women's soccer game was the she high- believes yes, yes was the highest source of traffic that we saw in like a year span. You know, we wow. just saw this blip of like everybody came for that yeah. game and yeah. that was obviously right before they, yep. you know, shut everything down. Like but right then. That yes. Day. Yeah. Yes. Day. Yes. But That's it an was. awesome game, tournament, whatever you call that she yeah. believes. We just, they were just, just they had just, them on the yeah, TV think, last week. They yeah. just played and they're dominating and they win, but they are a source of inspiration for so many little girls around here. 100%. I love it. It's awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming in. Yeah, I just wanted to learn a little more about what we see when we see the city that plays around town and on Visit Frisco Facebook and websites and everything. Now you guys know what that means. So thanks for telling our audience all about it. Thanks thank you so much. Yeah. And I heard you say Chuck, right? Josh yeah. and Chuck. He hasn't been on here yet. So I met him last year during a um, Frisco Classic event. And he's, I think he said he would come on. So you yeah, guys, you now you have to Chuck. pass the torch. Now you, Josh, yeah. now you, now um, help me get Chuck in here because I think, I think he has a lot of good stuff to say. He's got a lot of good stories. Yeah. 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 He knows everybody. Yeah. Right. So I'm looking forward to meeting or having him on here one day. So thank you guys for coming in. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hustle & Pro. Remember to subscribe however you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next week.